Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast devoted to podcasting, helping you to take your show to the next level. And of course, that doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster or if you've been podcasting for years. And also, we come here week after week answering your questions, and we certainly have a lot of questions from you guys this week to to get right into that's right, my friends. I'm not going to dilly-dally around, and I'm going to try not to turn this into another full one-hour recording this week. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll see how I, I end up doing on this goal. Uh, we're going to turn straight to the voicemail feedback hotline where Rich Avery calls in, and he wants to know if he can use a standard uh, microphone with webinar recordings. Hello, Cliff. This is Rich Avery at lifecompassblog.com. And I'm sure glad I discovered you through Pat Flynn at Smart Passive Income Podcast. Uh, boy, you have a wealth of information regarding podcasting, and I really appreciate uh, all the info you put out there on your podcast show and on your website. And also uh, glad for some of the other resources you provide as well, uh, like Pursuing a Balanced Life and Family from the Heart and uh, About the Church. Uh, I think those are the ones I've listened to so far, uh, but really glad for uh, the resources and information that you provide and um, that you put yourself out there for people to kind of be a blessing in their lives. So thank you very much. You've definitely been a blessing for me in just the last, uh, I don't know, month, month and a half that I've uh, learned about you and have been uh, listening to you. I do have a question regarding microphones. I know that you recommend getting the Shure or the Heil microphone for podcasting, and I do plan to get one of those as I uh, make plans to do my podcast soon. But I have a question regarding uh, what about webinars? If I want to listen and participate in a webinar and have a microphone to be able to do that, um, am I able to somehow use the Shure or the Heil microphone, uh, routing it through the mixing board and then like through a USB adapter into my computer? Would that work for a webinar or would I just want to get another um, USB microphone just for the purpose of doing webinars? If you could answer that sometime when you get a chance, that would be great. Thanks again, and have a great day. All right, Rich, thank you very much. And by the way, I'm so glad that you found the content, and I'm also thankful that you're not only listening to Podcast Answer Man, but that you're also enjoying the Pursuing a Balanced Life, uh, Family from the Heart, and About the Church and some other shows. That that means a lot to me, and of course, those other shows is what got me into podcasting, and it's where my true heart and passion is. And and uh, in fact, it's one of the reasons why just recently I made the decision. That's right, my friends, I did make the decision. Every single episode of every podcast that I produce here at gspn.tv is available to the world from for free from January 2011 forward. And that's about 7 to 15 podcast episodes per week. And if you want to understand uh, exactly why I made that decision, and if you want to know the details of how things are going to work out as a result of that decision, head over to gspn.tv slash plus uh, for more information. Uh, now, as far as uh, your, uh, to the answer to your question there, Rich, is uh, can you use the microphone such as the Heil or the Shure SM58 and use that in a webinar? Now, you said listening, listen in, but I imagine you want to participate and talk to 
the folks on the webinar and, and maybe even do your own webinars. If that's the case, then um, I want to let you know that yes, it can be done. You don't have to go and get another USB microphone. Uh, instead, what I do is I'm speaking into a Heil microphone. I do all of my webinars uh, into the Heil. And, and technically, all you have to do uh, is send the audio from your mixer into your computer. So the way that I do that, of course, everybody knows, I believe, by now that I record everything into a digital audio recorder, my Edderall R-09HR recorder. And now I send, you know, the CD slash tape out of my mixer into the recorder. Now, how do I get the audio uh, into my webinar if I'm using, like, I assume you're using a webinar service that has, like, uh, the whole voice over IP and it's picking up the the thing. It, it must be because you're talking about using a USB microphone. So it's obviously software that's going to take the USB microphone and send that audio into the webinar session. And if that's the case, then this is how I would do it personally. Um, and it's how I actually do do this. And basically, what you could do is you take your headphone jack on your mixer and you get a splitter. Now, that splitter should only cost you about six or eight bucks over at Radio Shack. Um, and then you would pl- you plug the splitter in so that you, you're taking the headphones jack and turning it from one port to two ports. You plug your headphones into that. And let's just say it's a quarter, you know, the obviously your port on your your mixer is a one quarter inch female uh, port for your headphones. So you get a one male plug that has two female one quarter inch ports on the other end. So that you plug, you go ahead and plug your headphones right into where they, you know, to, to one of them. And then here's what I have. I would have a cable that goes from the uh, one quarter inch stereo. It's also known as one quarter inch TRS or tip ring sleeve. Uh, it's got the two little lines on it, basically. Uh, so you're going to get a cable with two ends, and one end, of course, is going to have the one-quarter inch stereo tip, and the other one is going to have a one-eighth inch stereo tip. And you you plug the four, quarter inch into the other female port on the headphone splitter that's plugged into your mixer, and then you take the one-eighth inch end of that cable and plug that into the line in or mic in on your sound card on your computer, and then you just go into your uh, settings in the, you know, for the audio settings and tell it to pull the audio from that sound card. So, Rich, I hope that helps you out. Please let me know in the show notes. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com. Actually, yeah, just go to podcastanswerman.com. Look for episode 193 and let me know if that helped you out. All right, uh, next up, Gordon uh, has a question about webinars, but his is about pricing. So here we go, Gordon. Hi, Cliff. Gordon Firemark here from the Entertainment Law Update podcast and my new site, ProfessorShowbiz.com, where I'm doing webinars and information products following the Cliff Ravenscraft School of Webinars and and Information Products. I want to thank you for your webinar about how to create these things and uh, and, uh, let you know I've just done my first one uh, with the inspiration coming from you. And it went really, really well. Thank you so much for uh, for helping me learn how to do this. I do have the question, though, about pricing for the um, for the uh, recorded product. Should it be priced at the same as the uh, webinar, or do you think that it makes sense that the webinar be treated as a premium product and the recorded version be uh, offered at a lower price, or vice versa? So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. Thank you so much, and keep up the great work. 
All righty. Thank you very much, Gordon. And uh, great question. And one that I'm going to tell you, it really depends on what your feelings are. Let me tell you the important thing in my mind when it comes to the pricing of a webinar or the pricing of a digital product. I believe that whatever price you choose, you should feel confident that whatever the price that the people pay you, so however much money (coughs) your audience, your participants, however much money they pay you for your product and or webinar, the, the question is, are you delivering, are you confident that you are delivering at least, if not a great deal more value than what they're actually paying you? So, so for my webinars, I have a very high bar set for myself, very high bar. Uh, I want my webinar to be something that, to be honest with you, it, it, for the folks who could afford to pay three times the amount that I'm actually charging, uh, the, for the folks that actually could afford to pay three times the amount of what I'm charging, uh, would those people actually have paid that amount and felt that it was a good value for that money, for that investment in that product or in that webinar. Now, I don't necessarily use the formula of three times, but the idea here is, is the value that I'm providing significantly higher than the cost that I'm charging? If you do that, I don't think it matters if one way or the other, uh, whether or not your your webinar is a premium price and it's cheaper for the after the fact, or if your uh, webinar is cheaper and the digital product after is more expensive. I don't, I don't think that really matters as long as in both situations, the value that your, uh, your, your clients, your customers, your, your audience, whatever, the participants, no matter what, in every situation, are they getting much more value than what you're charging? That, that's, that's the question. Now, I am going to share with you uh, a little insight inside of my mind on why on earth is it cheaper for you to attend one of my webinars, but the product on my site is actually more expensive um, in, in almost every situation. I, I think I did one, I think the thesis theme might have been the same price than, than the webinar. I'm not quite sure. Oh, by the way, folks, um, Gordon and several other folks have, have told me the people who took my successful webinar and digital product workflow, uh, by the way, that's $100 on the website. Everybody who has taken that um, has given me such great feedback, and I know that there are people out there who are effectively earning income from webinars and digital products, and I'm so excited to see that happening. <clears throat> and in my mind, there's no doubt that uh, a, a majority of the people who have already uh, put these things into practice uh, have already earned well over the cost that they paid to attend that webinar. So it was an investment for them. And uh, anyway, you can find that over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. Look for webinar and digital product sales workflow. Anyway, um, so to answer, to give you the inside look into my mind as as to why is it cheaper for you to attend live? You know, there's a benefit of attending live. Uh, and, and let me just share that with you. The benefit of attending live 
is that you can, the biggest thing is you can participate in the Q&A session. So not only do you get to hear the material as it's being presented, but you can ask questions or you can type in questions as we're going along. And then during the Q&A, I spent a great deal of time making sure that I answer every question that's there. And uh, that that's something that is a that that's big for me. I just had a two hour webinar, and I think I spent like three hours with some folks. Uh, I spent a, a, an extra hour uh, with folks, just making sure that I answered all the questions. That, that was something uh, that was important to me. So that's that's a real benefit of being there live. Uh, now, as far as the pre, you know, getting the product after the fact. Now, if you're just going to take the screen capture recording and the the regular old audio, and you're just gonna you know, you're just gonna take that recording and then just zip it on out to a to a, a video file and and put it on the web. I I would say that you'd probably want to charge less for for the uh, for the digital product because um, you know basically they're just getting a screen recording. Or I I don't know. They, they're just not getting the benefit. There's not a lot of extra benefit because you they they're getting everything uh, as far as the same screen experience in the recording, but they don't have the benefit of asking questions themselves. I, I don't know. But here's the deal. With the way that I'm doing my, um, uh, with the way that I'm doing my webinars or my digital products, I actually spend, well, let's see. I, I think I did, it was a two and a half hour and then I think I spent 30 minutes extra. So two and a half hours of recordings broken into eight videos and those eight videos, I've done four of them, and I've already spent four hours in post-production on the four videos that I have. So I still have another four more hours of post-production on the other four videos, probably. And the reason why I'm doing that is I actually do zoom in. I actually, um, you know, magnify certain areas. I, I kind of, like, use the mouse to where, you know, where the mouse is pointing. It'll it'll darken out the rest of the screen and and, and highlight a certain area where I'm pointing to when I'm talking about it. These are things I can't do live during the webinar, but I actually have accomplished through post-production uh, for the people who who buy the product later. And and not to mention the fact, you know, there are, there are some times when, you know, I'm waiting for a website to load and it's just sitting there for 30 seconds and it's like, oh, it should be pulling up any minute now. In post-production, I edit all that out. It, you know, I just give you the step-by-step step and it's going through. I, I edit out any of the, you know, laws in the, 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 the waiting process of certain things to happen. So, so I think there's benefit of, of having the, the digital product after, you know, that you didn't actually, you actually got to see things up close and personal zoomed in right to where the action is happening. Whereas in the live setting, you actually just see the full screen and, and stuff like that. Although you do, you should be able to see the full screen extremely well and still see everything that's happening. Now, with all of that being said, why do I charge less money for, the actual webinar, which by the way, for me, when you sign up for my webinar, you automatically get the digital product for free. The, the recordings are included with the cost of the webinar. And the cost of the webinar, mo- in most cases, I charge less money. And why would I do that? Here's my reason. Because I need to incentivize people to sign up and, and register for the product as it's being created. Why do I need that? Because I need in my mind to justify the amount of time that I'm about ready to pour into this digital product creation. 
And, 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 and so, you know, if, if I didn't do the webinar and I just had it scheduled that I'm going to record a WordPress for podcasters training, it'd never get done. It, it just won't. And, and so if people are quote unquote, just waiting for, you know, if, if, if it was the same price for the webinar as it is for the digital product, well, my feeling is that people would just wait until the digital product is available for sale versus they're not going to give me money a week before I make the vi- the product. It's like, oh, you know what? Let me go ahead and pay you today, Cliff. You go ahead and create it this week and then get it to me next week. People aren't going to do that. I need to give some kind of incentive for people to pay up front for the po- product before it's actually even created. Why do I need to do that? For me, I need it for the motivation and 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 the commitment level and the accountability to actually create the product. And not only that, but when I actually reduce the cost and, and say, you know what, here's the additional incentive, you're gonna get the product afterwards included, even if you can't make it, the fact that you've paid for it is going to get you access to the product at a cheaper price than what it's gonna be available later. So again, it incentivizes people to pay in advance. And not only that, but um, you know, the, what was the other thing I was just gonna say? I just lost it, but that's okay uh, because, you know, I want I want people to be there. I want people to, or not be there, but to pay in advance because then all of a sudden, the more, oh, the other reason why I like the lower cost is because more people sign up and the more people sign up, the more profit I know I'm going to make on just the process of recording and, pre- you know, preparing, recording and post-producing and creating the digital product, you know. It, it it and the more money I make in my mind, the more I need to pour into this thing. Even though uh, you know, effectively, everybody's cost is the same with, that they're going into it. <clears throat> and as far as my costs on my webinars, you know, there's you know, my prices are all over the place, but they're all in my mind in relation to the value of the information that's provided. And no matter what my products are priced in such a way that maybe they're not affordable for everybody. But here's the situation. If you needed, if you wanted to hire me to teach you how to use, um, uh, let's see, let me give you an example. The Inside the Studio Tour. If you wanted me to share with you all of my equipment, how I have everything hooked up, what my podcasting workflow is from beginning, show prep, all the way through pushing it out to, to my website, if you wanted to know all of that and spend 90 minutes with me here, or actually, yeah, 90 minutes with me, that's going to cost you $225. But man, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, you can buy that for $75, all right? Now, $225, you pay me one-on-one, and guess what? You are going to be taking notes. Hopefully, you might even have the ability to do a screen capture. I Sure, maybe I'll, I'm going to send you maybe a... a uh, equipment diagram and, and maybe send you some notes with a, you know some things. But the thing is, you're not going to remember every single thing I say. I might even record the audio for you. But man, with a, with a video digital training product or an audio product, you're getting everything so that you can watch it over and over and over again. And you're paying, you're, it's like one third the cost. So the question is, and, and here's the situation. I've been doing this for couple, for several years now. And I know people are happy and excited and elated to be able to get the value that they get when they're paying me $300 for two hours of my time. And so I know that the content that I'm providing is ex- or, and the training that I'm providing is extremely valuable. 
And so if I know that somebody's okay with paying $300 for two hours of my time, there's no question. I, I, I feel that I can charge $300 for a two-hour video training product and not feel bad about it. And I believe that it would still provide more value than had it been a one-on-one consultation because one-on-one consultation, you don't have the video recording to go back to over and over and over again. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the digital product sales and I believe, you know, there are some people who probably think that some of my costs are too high and when you consider digital marketing, you know what, you, you go to my site, you're not gonna see $77.77. You're not going to see forty nine ninety nine. Um, you know, it, it. It's. I'm not into that marketing hype. You know what I'm into? I'm into providing solid information, and I want my information that if you were to buy it, that if that that when you're done with that information, that uh, you got more value, perceived value than the money you paid me. And folks, if you've ever bought a digital video training product from me and you don't feel like you got more out of that than what I asked you to pay for it, you email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I will refund you in full, okay? So there you go. And, and you know what? And here's the deal. Look at, go to podcastanswerman.com as products. Do you see me giving you the incentivized, oh, free, you know, you know, 30 day trial, I mean, or money back guarantee. I don't, you know, maybe I should go in and add some of that stuff. Maybe I will in the future. I don't know. But for me, it's all about the the materials. And so Gordon, for me, I, I would say it doesn't matter what your pricing is as long as you're pricing it in a way that you're confident you're providing more value than what you get in return. Hope that helps. And now we're going to move on to Troy Price, who is trying to post a subscription link on his WordPress.com site. Hi, Podcast Answer Man. This is Troy with the Completely Comics Podcast. Listen, we're just starting out, and I want to start out, you know, on the cheap. So we're on a WordPress.com site. And I want to put a... uh, iTunes button where they can subscribe from iTunes. I'm curious how you get that on on a website and that little button, you know, the little logo that says like subscribe in iTunes or whatever. How could you do such a thing? I'm sure you'll know. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much, Troy. And uh, by the way, uh, the WordPress.com platform to add things over into the sidebar, I would recommend that you go uh, into your dashboard, look for the section that says appearance then click on widgets. And then on the left-hand side of the widgets area, you're going to see a little box down there where you can, it'll say text and it'll say um, arbitrary text or HTML coding or something like that. Drag that box up to your primary sidebar in wordpress.com. And then anything you put into that little box, especially HTML code, will show up as a button or an image or text or whatever you embed there. Uh, it's all going to be uh, in that little spot on your sidebar on your site. Now, of course, you know I don't know if you need help with the basics of HTML coding of of, of getting an image, but here's one thing you could do. Uh, and and first and foremost, here, here's the step by step. If you you might need to go back and listen to this a couple times, but here's the process that I'm thinking of just off the top of my head. I go to uh, let's say a site that has you know royalty free. You know, you don't have to work Creative Commons, uh, subscribe to iTunes button, all right? You basically download that image to your desktop. Now what you do is go to WordPress.com, click on Posts, click on Add New. Make sure that you're in the visual editor just to make this as easy as possible. 
All right, now what you do is you click on the little button that you would normally use to upload a photo as if you were gonna put a photo in your blog. Go ahead and click the button, upload the iTunes logo that you have, and tell it to post inside of that little blog post that you've got started there, all right? Now what you wanna do is you wanna highlight that image and then you wanna click the link button. And then what you wanna do is take the link that would point people to your RSS feed or your uh, location in iTunes, actually, your iTunes store URL, and, the, and you wanna make that image to where if they click on it, it's going to, it'll link to that iTunes. So go ahead and click that, put paste the link in there after you've had it highlighted and click the link button, paste that link in there, hit okay, and now you have, if you were to publish that blog post, you would have an image in your blog post that if you clicked it, it's gonna take them to iTunes. Now, what you can do is in the visual editor, click the HTML view, okay? Then select everything that's in that coding and copy it or cut it out or whatever, and then go back to your widget box, go into that text box that you drug over to your primary sidebar folder and paste that HTML code in there, hit publish or save or update, or it might do it automatically these days on wordpress.com, not quite sure, but anyway, you do that, my friend, you should have an iTunes link there. Please let me know, podcastanswerman.com, episode 193 in the show notes, uh, comment section, Troy, if that was helpful to you. Next, we're going on to Jason, who has uh, two questions, I believe. Hey there, Cliff. It's Jason Akers from the Self-Sufficient Gardener podcast, www.theselfsufficientgardener.com. Hey, I've got two questions for you. The first one is I'm using WordPress with a Blueberry PowerPress plugin, and I'm getting a caption ID um, alignment uh, bracket enclosure under iTunes under the description for my podcast uh, individual episodes. I know it's causing it's the photo I'm uploading into the blog post at the first of the uh, of the writing when I put my blog post up. I just need to know how to make it go away, and I'm I'm sure you have the answer. I'm sure it's just some kind of uh, WordPress uh, setting or something I'm missing. I'm not getting uh, checked, so I was wondering if you could help me with that. The second question is I'm looking for a cheap software solution, even a hardware solution, to record phone calls for interviews. Um, I haven't done interviews yet, and I'm not sure I'm going to do them long term, but I want to at least try it out on one or two interviews and uh, and see see what happens with that. Uh, I don't have a good solution right now. What the solutions I've heard other people use, um, excluding yourself, of course, which I know you use a mixer, uh, have not really sounded very great. And I'm wanting to, um, to try to make it sound decent, but also not invest a lot of money or time into it. Hey, uh, incidentally, I'm about 40 miles south of you in Georgetown. Uh, listen to your show regularly. Love it. Thank you for the information. Greatly appreciate your show. Thanks, Cliff. All right, Jason, thank you so much. Hey, if you ever are up here in this uh, neck of the woods, northern Kentucky, let me know ahead of time. I'd love to maybe meet up and uh, do lunch sometime. Anyway, uh, to answer your questions, the caption ID, how to get it out of your description in iTunes. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure how to get rid of that other than maybe removing the ID from the text. Um but I had another client who had this issue and it shows up there right in that little description, you know, right as people are looking at it in the list view. Now, what we did in his scenario is we actually took the image. It was the very first, the image was the very first thing in the post and we simply moved it down, you know, into the second paragraph or maybe even down to the third or fourth sentences and then we aligned it to the right. So the text wrapped around the image and that at least got the, the quote unquote arbitrary text uh, from the caption ID uh, to to be, you know, lower down. So it's, you know, in my view of the listing of podcast episodes, it's not there. That code, that, that you know, garbly gook isn't there at the very beginning of the description. 
Uh, so hopefully that'll help you out. Um, as far as how to get rid of it completely, uh, if anybody knows that, please leave a comment on uh, the show notes for episode 193 at uh, podcastanswerman.com. Your second question uh, is, is there a cheap solution for recording telephone interviews? Um, you know, of course, you wanted something that sounds pretty decent. My feeling is probably uh, free call recording uh, or software or Pamela or, you know, there's a bunch of different software solutions that would allow you to record your Skype conversations, you know, audio coming in from Skype. As long as you got a good solid connection to the internet and got good bandwidth, you should be able to use Skype to make a phone call out. Uh, and in fact, I think for like 30 or 40 bucks, you can get unlimited calls throughout the year for the whole year, uh, through you out the U S and Canada. I would recommend trying that out, Jason, and using some free call recording software if you're not looking at getting a mixer. Uh, that That's really my best solution. And and again, if this has been helpful to you, please leave me a sh- uh, comment in the show notes over at um, uh, podcastanswerman.com for episode 193. All right, moving along, we have a comment from Jeremiah. Jeremiah has this to say. Hello, Cliff. This is Jeremy Panhorst from the wonderful state of Missouri. And, of course, I'm a proud PLUS member, and this is a little bit of feedback for Pursuing a Balanced Life or, of course, Podcast Answerman, whichever one you prefer. Um, it's actually about uh, your upcoming decision here that you're uh, getting ready to make for GSPN uh, TV. And uh, I know this is a big decision, and I just wanted to let you know as a as a Long-time Plus member, well, at least almost for a year now it's been, and I've, of course, been listening to you since 2007. And uh, when I decided to become a Plus member, it was mainly for two things. Yes, I, I did want to get the content, but I also wanted to find some way I could be able to support you in a, in a way which I can afford. And, and that way, of course, was Plus membership, and uh, $10 a month was something I could definitely do. And um, it's something I'm very proud of, and uh, I love supporting you and Stephanie and uh, and what you guys are doing at GSPN, and I support whatever decisions you guys make. I'm going to continue to be a Plus member as long as I can afford to keep doing it, and um, it really doesn't matter which decisions you decide to go with when it comes to the bonuses of Plus membership. I'll be happy with either one. I I did think of one suggestion, Cliff. Uh, You can... Uh, use it if you want, uh, was, and maybe you've already thought of it, is uh, perhaps maybe Plus membership, uh, Plus members could maybe have a uh, discount of some kind on some of your uh, training programs or something like that. Um, just a thought, you know, maybe something that could be included as uh, one of the benefits of being a Plus member. Uh, but like I said, whatever decisions you guys go with, uh, I will I'll be completely uh, satisfied with because, uh, like I said, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to support you guys and what you guys are doing. I know we don't know each other, but uh, I feel like I know you both very, very well, and, uh, and of course, all your uh, co-hosts as well. And uh, I just love your guys' content, and uh, keep it up. Uh, God bless you both, and uh, I'll be saying prayer that uh, this decision winds up being the best decision you ever made. All right. Well, take care, Cliff. And until next time, uh, again, this is Jeremiah from Missouri. Bye. Jeremiah, thank you so much. And I really appreciate all of that I, I, in, a, in a huge way. And, you know, I, I, I know that I don't know nearly as much about you as, as you know about me. But uh, through the years of interacting with you, uh, I've, I've come to at least know your voice and, and to 
to exchange some emails with you from time to time. And I really appreciate uh, having got to know you there. And the cool thing is I want to invite you to go over now to uh, gspncommunity.com and please uh, get signed up over there. I, I would love to get to know you in a very real way. And in fact, that's something that uh, is definitely a benefit to our, our Plus members as we move forward is a renewed energy and effort going into building this community and, and helping build relationships uh, for me one-on-one with my audience in, 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 a, in a, even a bigger way than before. But not only that, but uh, really focusing on creating environments for our, our uh, community members to, to plug into relationships with each other in a very real and meaningful way. So much so that moving forward, I've already committed that, yeah, I'm giving away every single episode of every podcast we produce for free uh, to everybody in the world that wants them. Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that. Wow. Um, and plus membership is going to be something that is, um, it, it completely voluntary and, and, and it's something that, uh, I believe that a lot of people like you, Jeremiah will come to the point where they, they feel like there's a, such a tremendous amount of value that, yeah, we're going to give away a lot of content and a lot of, uh, opportunities for people to uh, build relationships and, and have this community that is going to benefit people's lives. And in return, people will uh, know that there are opportunities to support the content that we produce and that uh, a percentage of the people will continue to um, will continue to want to contribute to, to the work that we're doing here uh, through podcasting. And of course, for those of you who are only listening to podcastanswerman.com, I would really encourage you to check out uh, many of our other shows that we have. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are several shows, um, that are produced we produce about seven to 15 episodes a week. And again, the big thing is, is I, I created an, a brand new online community site. It's over at gspncommunity.com. Again, that's gspncommunity.com. And, uh, one of the things that I've decided that is that, yeah, we're producing not only, uh, free shows, but we're giving away more free. And I'm also going to spend a minimum of one hour every day for six days a week, uh, interacting with people over at gspncommunity.com. It's where I'm going to focus a lot of time, energy, and attention. Um, yeah. So I want to encourage you guys to, to join the community. And, uh, if you want to read about it, go again, go over to gspn.tv slash Plus, and we're going to go now to, uh, I think, the last uh, call that came in uh, that I'm going to play in this week's episode, and this is a comment from John Wilkerson, who has some uh, ideas uh, uh, regarding Wayne Henderson's bloated RSS feeds. Take it away, John. Hey, Cliff. John Wilkerson here from the Wired Homeschool podcast over at thewiredhomeschool.com, and I was just calling to comment on Wayne Henderson's question that he had for you about his RSS feed being too large. I had a similar problem about three years ago. And what the problem ended up being was that my RSS feed was full of error messages because some plugin was just causing havoc with, um, with, with my RSS feed. And so what I had to do was go through and find out which plugin it was and uninstall it, and then all the error messages went away. Uh, so that may be something Wayne may want to check. He may actually want to go in and look at the raw feed and see 
I'm trying not to hit these seven deer that are crossing the road here, uh, and, and see if there are any error messages in his RSS feed because it will really make the size of his RSS feed balloon up. Uh, also, uh, WP Supercache, you can actually configure that so that it won't cache your RSS feed so that you don't have to worry about all those, all those issues uh, when it comes to uh, updating, your, refreshing your feed. I know that a lot of people often complain that it takes a while for iTunes to update their podcast. Well, mine pretty much updates instantly because I don't have my feed being cached. So when it changes, FeedBurner checks it, and it's pretty much in iTunes about two or three minutes after I've published an episode. So just a few tips. I don't have any questions, but I thought I would pass that information along. Really enjoying the podcast, and I'm excited about the changes that you are making. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, John. And Wayne, there you go. Some additional feedback about the the RSS feeds. Hopefully that will uh, work for you. Uh, Also got one bit of uh, uh, feedback on the comments over on the last episode of Podcast Answer Man from Walter I wanted to share. And this is additional information for Sam who asked about recording podcasts in the car. This is what Walter said. He says, I fully agree that the noise level would be pretty bad and focusing on your recording would make your driving unsafe. I would suggest, however, that uh, car time is a great opportunity for brainstorming or recording your thoughts to make them easier to recall. I use a small digital recorder, a Sony handheld model, he points out, uh, and I keep it with me at all times. I almost always have my work bag with me, so it's easy to carry or I just get uh, just set it in the tray of, of my truck. When I'm listening to a podcast or brainstorming and I have a thought I want to capture, I hit the record button and start talking. Since there, since it isn't for production, uh, but simply for me to listen to later, I don't have to concentrate. I just babble on about anything. Sometimes the conversations with myself maybe calls for counseling. He says, uh, and he says when I get to the when I get studio time back at my house, I open up the page of show notes and I hit play on the recorder putting ideas in there where they belong. It's like doing research for someone's show, mine. Uh, he said, uh, since, I'm, since I already have recorded my thoughts and processed them into show notes, it gives a natural flow to the concept of recording an episode. Sam, I hope that helps you uh, use your car time more efficiently, Walter. Love that additional feedback. Wow, thank you so much, Walter for putting that on the comment section over at podcastanswerman.com. And my friends, that's going to be another episode of Podcast Answer Man in the can. I want to let you know uh, I am doing a webinar this weekend. I'm going to be doing a webinar, by the way, every weekend between, well, for the next three weekends until I go on this cruise uh, with Dan Miller, which, by the way, if you want to go on the cruise with us, there's uh, uh, still a few spots open. You can go to gspn.tv slash cruise. Um, I'm going to be there. Dan Miller is going to be there. Dave Foster is going to be there. Um, All podcasters, by the way. Connie and Sheila from Connie and Sheila Talk are going to be there. My wife is going to be there. Uh, And three other Ravenscraft podcasters uh, are going to be there, known as Megan, Matthew, and McKenna. It's going to be a great time on the cruise, gspn.tv slash cruise. But anyway, um, to help, you know, get things going here, I am actually trying to do a webinar every weekend. I've got one on uh, basically sharing this weekend. It's going to be about um, uh, all of basically all of my experience of the ways that I've found to 
earn income from my podcast efforts. I'm going to share about my experience with uh, CPM advertising, sponsorships, affiliate marketing. I'm going to share with you uh, how I landed sponsors without ever giving anybody any stats about my show. I'm going to talk about how those conversations got started and how they turned into uh, long-term sponsorships. I'm going to talk about digital products a little bit more. I'm going to talk about uh, webinars. I'm going to talk about um, the donation model. I'm going to talk about plus membership. I'll answer questions about why I, why I'm moving away from one to the other, back to another, and oh, so much. It's going to be a valuable time and uh, very affordable. Just head over to podcastanswerman.com and uh, let's see here. There's a there should be a link over on the right hand side that says how I've made money from my efforts in podcasting. And of course, for those of you who are listening to this after that, what I'm talking about is Saturday, January 22nd, 2011. So if it's already past Saturday, January 22nd, 2011, it's past that. Look for it to be a digital product down the road. Um, there you go. Oh, and one other thing. There is uh, three people who have committed to my or to my five-week program in March for podcasting. Everything you need to know from A to Z, everything is all going to be included in a five-week training course uh, with me as your teacher, and I will be teaching every day, Monday through Friday, for five weeks. You will get new training materials every day. At the end of the week, there will be a conference call to answer questions that come up uh, from the materials that you had that week. It's going to be a blast. Already, three people have committed to the $800 for the five-week program, and uh, I am uh, waiting until I am confident that I'm going to have 20 people because I am blocking out everything other than there's going to be content production for GSPN. There's going to be community interaction on a daily basis at gspncommunity.com. And then as far as my consulting and and webinar and all that, everything else is going to be frozen for the month of March. And when it comes to my coaching and consulting, the only focus I'm going to have at that point for the month of March is this group of people. If you know anybody that's really serious about getting into podcasting, Tell them to email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Until next time, join the community.